Welcome to the podcast series, everyone. I'm really honored to have you here today. This session is going to be with 4-6 Emotional Manifester, Allison. Allison's mission is to bridge neuroplasticity and spirituality into wellness. She believes everyone has a natural connection to their own healing and is their own best antidote. She helps conscious-driven individuals gain clarity, increase self-confidence, build emotional intelligence, and release what's holding them back from living their best life. Her approach to healing fuses subconscious reprogramming with practical, actionable lifestyle tools for the mind and the body. She has been teaching and coaching in the wellness industry for over 15 years. So today's conversation is beautiful because we dove into the multitude of layers of her chart. She is an emotional manifester. However, she has a conscious reflector chart. So we really dove into the deconditioning process as a non-sacred being, how to layer in cycles to honor one's energy as a non-sacred being, and also just having a reflector side. Because I love to look at the conscious versus unconscious sides of people's charts. So this is a very beautiful conversation. A lot of peace came from it. So I'm really excited for you to dive in and I hope that you enjoy it. All right, Allison, I'm super excited to have you here and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. So we're just going to dive right in. So can you please share with me your intention for our session today and then also what it is that you're grappling with? And then we're just going to use your design and show you how you can make magic. I'm so excited. I love this. Um, as a manifester, I feel like I have a really hard time managing my energy and like understanding the urges. Um, so there's just a lack of consistency in how I can show up, you know, and so figuring out how to navigate that and manage that so that it feels more aligned and it's not like this constant struggle when I'm either low energy or in a rest period. Um, and then the other part would be understanding you know, where my strengths are so that I can lean into those more. And then like learning how to, um, approach my, you know, weaknesses for lack of better words, just like with more insight and care and really honoring them and, and seeing the beauty that they have as well. Okay. Brilliant. I'm really excited for this because, you know, it's funny, actually, one of the things with manifestors is they say it's about initiating and informing, but it's kind of an illusion because manifestors, you still have to wait for the urge, right? which is kind of funny yeah. how, you know, it's like we all have this sort of waiting process, which is beautiful because in human design is very much about this feminine experience of embodying our energy. So one of the things that I, I really want to dive into first, when we talk about the urges, I want to, I want you to paint me a picture of when it's very clear that you have an urge, like an example or an experience that you have. And then we're going to dive into an example of when it's not clear. And then we're just going to, you know, let this conversation guide us with leveraging your chart. Mm, yeah. Can I flip it and do when it's not clear? Cause I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Yep. <laughs> so when it's not clear, it's like a, an idea will bubble up and I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea. I want to, you know, act on that. Like right now I'm working on a sort of mini course and I'm really fired up about it, but then the creativity and the energy don't feel there. So it feels like it requires a lot more effort for me just versus the energy kind of flowing and me being like, Oh, all the pieces. So I'm coming at it from this very sort of mental um, you know, trying to wrap my head around it and create it and it doesn't feel easy. And then when it doesn't feel easy, I start to question like, is this the wrong thing? Should I not be doing this? So there's the battle of like not having the energy to do it. And then also like the doubt that comes with, should I be doing this? Cause it's, I'm in a rest period or what's going on. Like, it just feels really frustrating and confusing. 
Okay, brilliant. So can you tell me an example of when something like an urge that's recently hit you where it just came into fruition and like it was really easy and flowy for you? Hmm. Yeah, I feel it's it's been a minute, but I did uh, a group program last year and it just felt like it came together really quickly. I didn't even have all of the parts figured out going into it. I just kind of had a general idea and kind of shaped it and it shifted as it went. Like even halfway through, it started out as a three month. And then I was like, let's do six or, you know, are you guys on board to do six months? And everyone was, you know, it was hundred percent. Yes. And so um, just being able to feel into it and and not even know all the elements, but knowing that it was working and that it was going to work out and that it was going to be um, valuable. And just was, it, it required work, but it didn't feel like it was so hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. So I'm curious if when you are, when you're experiencing an urge, like when they come to you, do you ever notice like a monthly cycle experience with it? Like you kind of have to mull it over, especially because you have an emotional authority. And I know that you and I kind of had this conversation, but I do want to look at the, you know, reflector side of your chart and have this conversation today. So I'm curious if you can tell me a little bit more of the experience of, you know, you, it sounds like this initial coaching program that you did, it started out as something smaller and it expanded, right? So it's like you're in your energy with the, the experience for like well over a month to have that full lunar cycle. So I'm wondering if you can share a little bit more about that. I'm going to bring up your design side of your chart or your well, personality yeah, side. It's interesting that you've uh, brought that up because I haven't really noticed a pattern. And I think that's been hard for me to identify kind of urges versus just ideas and like how to navigate those. And I know the emotional aspect. So I'm like, okay, I know I need to sleep on it or, you know, like let that sort of come through. But I haven't really found like there's been a cycle. But even right now, the thing that I'm working on, it's I'm like weeks in and Mercury retrograde as well, but like I'm weeks in and I'm still, I'm still mulling it over and it's getting a little bit clearer, but I still feel like I'm in this lull and it's not very clear as to what the next steps are, what I want to be doing or what is this thing even going to be, you know? Yes. See, that's a thing. Okay. I'm, I'm so excited that we're diving into the conscious versus unconscious sides of the chart. And I'll just give like a quick sort of explanation to the watchers and listeners of this. So your quantum human design is your conscious and your unconscious charts together. This is why you see on genetic matrix, for example, the red and black. And the black is a planetary placement. It's the day that you're born and the red is 88 days before you're born. So I like to look at the three charts for people. So for example, for Allison, she has a conscious reflector chart. This has to do with the mind. So it's interesting because obviously we just talked about, you know, as a manifester, it's like you kind of have to wait for the urge. But then on top of that, you have an unconscious emotional manifester body, and then you have a conscious reflector mind. So it's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of flow and fluidity. So I'm really curious if, you know, you, do you follow the transits on your own or is it more like, okay, I know right now it's Mercury retrograde, for example. Yeah. I'm just, I'm in awareness of it, but I, I wouldn't say I like aligning it with what's going on with me necessarily. Yeah. I would be really curious if let's say the next time you get an urge, if you decide to incubate this for a month and to really notice like even tracking your cycle, like if you're in the luteal phase or it's like pre or post menstruation, looking at that, but then also looking at 
how you're affected by the people that you're around because even though you have you have the 13 consciously defined in the g center which means like when your g center gets activated by the 33 like it's going to be like you're really going to feel it consciously right but it's like the environment that you're in and who you're collaborating with and how you're getting support whether you're working with your vas or you have a team or you're looking to hire in someone for something specific that's that's going to fluctuate it's like the things that you're creating are very much like breathing right and i feel that this is why with manifestors it's like you're here to initiate and create and then it's almost like you either pass things on or you're going to get other people involved to support you because you're going to you need to keep yourself almost clear as a channel to receive the next idea or the next thing that's really going to carry you forward in terms of initiation does that resonate with you yeah, I think a, the a struggle that I have is being able to sort of delegate and pass off, like feeling like I, rather than, you know, just being the conduit, I feel like I also have to facilitate and process and send it out there and do all the things. Yeah. So one of the things we're going to kind of, we're going to, all of this is going to come together in a conversation, but I really want to look at the questions or the comments that you made earlier around really knowing like your strengths or what I would like to say, the definition, the energy that's consistently available within you are the spaces that are defined, the hanging gates, the channels, the defined centers. And so it's interesting because if you think about, so let's say your next urge, you're like, okay, I love this. Even if you have so much fire within you, sometimes I feel like the fire of a manifestor is like, you just want to like burn it all down, like just clear it out and just fucking like let it rip, right? <laughs> but so it's, it's interesting though, because this is the part where the reflector side is going to come in because it's going to be a slow burn. Right. So it's like, how can you, how can you decondition yourself and get curious about what it means to slow burn and trust that because you are initiating on the urge that it's not going to escape you. Cause I think an unconscious thing mm -hmm. that manifestors or even many gens too, if you're listening to this, or even, even if you have any definition in those manifested channels or gates, it's like, oh my God, if I don't do this right now, then it's, it's gone. It's not going to happen. Right. But that's also the patriarchy. And capitalism <laughs> coming in there and being like, you need to do this hard and fast and get it out as soon as possible. You need to be the first one out of the gates. But that's like the people watching, listening to this, like we're not, we're not living that life anymore. This is about creating a new paradigm, right? So mm -hmm. it's like incubating the urge. And then the strengths that you have are obviously the informing aspect. Like that 12 to 22 channel is really about being able to graciously communicate graciously communicate your emotions but it is like the way that you speak and inform is going to be a natural gift so it's like how can you trust that to communicate with the people that you're going to call in to support you if that's what you're looking for right and it's like the strengths are how you emotionally regulate yourself having a defined emotional solar plexus and you also have the 36 and 6 in your conscious sun and earth which I can speak to in a minute because I also have that and so it's like you're to trust yourself, to graciously lead and express yourself, to initiate, pass things on. But then also you have the potency of your voice. The 1156 channel is going to be, you know, you being able to really bring your ideas into how you share and tell your stories, which is the 56, right? And then with the 13 to the 33 and that G center to throw connection, it's like you're here to express and have leadership in terms of who you are, the direction that you're going in, your lovability, you know, that that big identity piece. And then obviously the the head and ajna, like you probably notice like the urges really do come from within you. If you have these spaces undefined, you might be more influenced by your external environment in terms of, you know, being inspired by things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
there's very much, I feel like with this definition in your chart, there's so much wisdom within you. And it's like, what is it that you need to play with, dance with, decondition so that you can trust yourself, incubate the ideas that you're percolating on that have come to you that are in your aura and like slow burn this initiation because of the conscious reflector mind that you have. So I'm curious if, I mean, I kind of just sort of looked at your chart and told a story and I'd love to hear what's coming up for you. Yeah, that resonates so deeply. Um, I just, even what you said about having all this wisdom inside you and trying to figure out playfully, like what, what needs to come through because it's, I, you know, have over 15 years in wellness where I've been just deep diving. And I do feel like I'm like, sometimes it's to my detriment where I'm like, ah, there's too many, <laughs> there's too many things or how do I channel this into one way that feels really cohesive. And, and it's really like, people can get it, you know? Um, and so everything that you said, I was like, oh, whoa, that feels so spot on for me in terms of like being able to know that it's coming from within and not out there as well as having it sort of unfold over time and trusting the process of that. Like I like that you said the slow burn of like, okay, just um, because there is that sort of, you know, like getting to the, get it into the timeline for the calendar and do this and all the things that have to take take place versus where can I really just sort of initiate and have support through those other elements so that I can let the next thing come through. Exactly. And one of the things too, that I always play with is, you know, the not self theme of anger but then also because you have the conscious side of the reflector is that not self theme of disappointment. And mm. so I, it's, I say this to manifesting generators. I I'm like, I just want you to like, it, there's, this is not written in any book. Ron never said this. This is just something that I thought about and I've shared with people, but the manifestor side, if there's anger present, it's like, what is it that you are either initiating that's too premature what are you not initiating that you know you desire to initiate or where are you not informing that can mm. cause the anger. But then I think it'd be really curious to sit with the reflector side. It's like wh when you're feeling disappointment, you know, if you look at the essence of a reflector it's very much about like leading communities, like being a cosmic mirror, like speaking the truth, showing the truth, where is it that maybe people are not recognizing you and really listening to you that you're being left disappointed where it's like, okay, I have informed this. I've shared this. It's not being reciprocated. I'm not being seen. And then there's that level of disappointment, or maybe the disappointment is coming through again, because it was, you know, the, the, the slow burn and incubation that I'm talking about was premature. And it's like, oh, like I took the cake out too soon. Like it just, it's flat now. Like the souffle has deflated. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I'm curious how that resonates with you, because I think that those are very specific examples of when you feel disappointment or anger, that that's giving you feedback based on the action that you're taking or not taking or who it is that you're communicating with or informing or like mirroring because of the reflector side. Yes, I love that. I think it's super helpful because I haven't thought about it in that way, at least from a business perspective. You know, I really think about the emotional more and like relational or, you know, that sort of thing. So I haven't thought about applying that aspect to how I'm functioning and operating in my business. So I think that's super helpful as well as having the reflector lens because I didn't know that until, you know, we spoke and I was like, oh my gosh, like how illuminating to think about um, 
that and you know like the whole disappointment and not being seen I'm like oh my gosh like that has been a an unconscious story that's been sort of woven in throughout yeah. many many years yeah yeah and I think one of the things too that can be really supportive is because you know you have the conscious reflector side a lot of your gates obviously consciously they're all connecting to unconscious hanging gates so it's like you may find like oh you have like you know this energetic hit and then it kind of disappears and it's not the 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 thought or the energetic experience isn't like a fully conscious hit right because it's like that all the conscious gates are hanging so it's like you're immediately going to hit an unconscious side like the 56 to the 11 so you may mm. find like oh i have the voice i have the potency to share my stories and to be intoxicating and enriching but then it's like the connecting to the ideas might take a bit longer because it's unconsciously defined so yep. considering the the connections of the conscious versus unconscious gates meeting each other I also feel that this operates in a kind of reflector way because it's like you're immediately switching from like seeing things to not seeing things like light to dark conscious unconscious right and um, one of the things that I wanted to look at in terms of your unconscious side as a manifester is because of that 56 you may notice that like unconsciously or in your body sometimes it's like difficult to you have the ideas and the inspiration but it's like how do I articulate this right but then you have the channel coming the 22 to the 12 and it's like okay well this is like I have this gracious way of explaining this but there's just a little bit of a disconnect right does that resonate so resonant so resonant yeah so the other thing too that I want to talk about is like, obviously with the reflector side, it's like, we need to honor the lunar cycle, right? So the 28 days or even looking at your own cycle and looking at your own energy, you know, whether you're a morning person, a night person, weekend, so on, like playing with all of that. But I always encourage people when you look at your unconscious chart, that has to do with your body. And it's like, you need to take care of your body. So the things with manifestors is we talked about do you know about the manifestor cycle, like the spring, summer, fall? Like, have you heard of this analogy before? Mm -hmm. no. Okay, so it's funny because this ties in really well with, there's like a double whammy for cycles here because of the reflector and manifestor. So manifestors have cyclical experiences where it's like spring is like, the idea hits you're like yes and then the summer is like like everyone get the fuck out of my way like I'm initiating this I'm informing and then you kind of get into this fall vibe where you're like do I like do I really want to do this right now like do I need to pass this on like I'm kind of bored I'm over it like this is like fading and then the winter is this recovery you know needing to pull back charge up and so on and so these cycles even though the, like for the reflectors it's based on the moon right? The lunar cycles. Mm -hmm. These manifestor cycles are not the same. I know manifestors who have gone into a rest cycle for like six to eight months and they're like, what the fuck is happening? I'm not motivated. I, I have these ideas. It's just not, it's like, it's like the ignition isn't turning over. It's not fully igniting, but it's like, you are not designed to force these things. It's such divine timing because the manifestor has such a divine connection directly to source to receive those urges especially because you have your head in Ajna Define, like you have all of that in your mind already. So I'm curious if even you notice in a year, like patterns within a year of when you feel like you're more in the initiating versus the hermiting and the pulling back and so on. I'm curious how that's landing for you. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm very into seasonal living and self-care and all of that anyway. So I feel like that, you know, when you were talking about, you know, taking care of your body, I'm like, oh my God, that's my wheelhouse. Um, so I feel like I'm dialed into that and there is this attunement to the season. So I feel like I'm kind of just sensitive to the energy of what's going on each season, whether that's just like from a weather perspective to the astrological and so on and so forth. So I feel like that. I also feel like the element where it's like, yes, spring, it's like fire. And then like when all the eclipses and all of that sort of comes, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm getting slapped, <laughs> slapped around. Um, so I, I feel like I, I've, for me, I've had a harder time identifying like the urges and what's a rest and what's an urge and what's a rest. So I, I'm uh, hoping that that sort of like will help me um, see that through a new lens. Yes. Cause I'm curious, you know, you might be getting an urge when you're in a rest cycle or you're kind of in your lunar cycle. Cause there's kind of three layers there, right? It's like, Hey, the urges that you get as a manifester, but then there's the manifester cycle. And then there's the lunar cycle. Right. And then there's you being unconsciously defined as a manifester. So I'm curious, like we kind of mentioned in the beginning with the the reflector incubator period when an urge comes, I think that we automatically make it mean that, oh, this urge must mean I need to do it right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like questioning that and really sitting with that and then letting that slow burn start, because that that is the sustainability for non-sacral beings especially because mm. you have such, such a cyclical nature with the reflector side and then also being a manifester, right? It's like, I've, I've seen so often the conditioning and we can actually talk about your undefined centers as well in this conversation, but it's like the conditioning around, especially when we have an online business, I think you do, are you doing some in-person work as well? Or is it just, is it all online right now? Oh, yeah. Well, I do group work, uh, like workshops and stuff in person, but everything else is online. Yeah. So I feel that the online space never turns off, you know, like when we go exactly. to bed at night, then other people are awake. Like it just doesn't stop. Right. So it's when we look at, let's talk about the undefined centers now, because this is where the, the conditioning is going to show up. Like having the, having the undefined root center and also the sacral and the heart center, it's like these spaces are all about, you know, the roots all about the pressure to evolve pressure for the next thing, get things done. And so this center, and it's like, this can be another thing to tap into. It's like, okay, well, am I just, am I feeling this urge to get all these things done so that I can rest? Because that is a classic undefined root experience, especially mm. because you have the 58 reaching for the 18 and also just like the, um, the channel of struggle, but then also, you know, this is all about joy and, and vitality is the 58. And then we have, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally having a brain fart. 18 is mm, it'll come back to me anyways there's a lot of undefined gates in the root center so it's like there can be a lot of conditioning that you pick up from other people around like oh well maybe i maybe i should be doing this on their timeline rather than coming back to your own and then with the sacral it's like that creative energy so the nine reaching for the 52 like these flavors are going to be about inertia like okay being very focused and detail oriented but then also getting stuck in like inertia, right? It's like, okay, well, like, how do I move from this, right? But it's having that determination where you can start to gain momentum. But that sacral, it's like 70% of the population is defined. You're going to be picking that up. So how do you know when you're operating on someone else's sacral energy or someone else's root center versus your own? 
mm-hmm. it can be the same thing with the heart center where that's all about your desires, your, your commitments, your integrity, your drive. And it's like, well, how are you going to know? Like, these are like literally important questions to ask yourself when you're like incubating these urges. How do I know that I'm not operating on someone else's desires or someone else's commitments or, you know, what they value, right? Because then that all of this can lead to the proving energy and the getting stuck in the overworking and then not honoring the cycles and so on. Oof. <laughs> so much. Is, is that, I know it's, it's a lot, but I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious what's coming up for you and me and me kind of like ranting and just like seeing this and sharing what intuitively is hitting me right now. Mm, yeah, I, I definitely feel like that hits on point for me. Um, and there's a lot of, for me, the way that I identify it is like the emotional. I have to like just kind of pull back from things a little bit. And if I, if I feel myself getting into something, I have to just like honor how I feel. And then I'm like, okay, I need to pull back until I wait until that emotion is sort of like processed. And then I can see it more clearly because I definitely feel like it's easy to get sort of sucked into things, which could be things that are really exciting and good and, you know, positive. And then it's like, oh yeah, but then it's like, it might not be right for me, the right time or the right, you know. I might need to be resting at that point. So um, that's something that I it's I need to continue to work on. And it's something that I can identify, but it needs some more work. <laughs> yes, yes. And, but that's great that, you know, you know that pulling back. Because like, that's another thing with the conditioning that we experience is that, you know, there's so many books written that literally say successful people make a lot of decisions and they make them quickly, which is literally goes against, you know, 50% of the population that will have their emotional solar plexus defined. So then Mm -hmm. we're going and we're making decisions based on needing to alleviate the emotional pressure versus actually sitting with it and and like processing it. Right. And so I actually, I want to talk a little bit about the 36 and six, just because that is, you know, your main, your main sun and earth energy. And like, these are going to be the common like themes and challenges that you experience in life. But it's interesting because also it's kind of what you are experiencing, like this turbulence, which is the shadow of 36 of, I'm not sure how I feel about taking action and urges in my business, right? But then it's looking at the the gift of humanity with the 36 is me sort of sharing these multitude of layers that you have of okay, you are going to be a very cyclical being like your, your cycle as a manifester is going to be very different than somebody who may be like a mental projector unconsciously. And then, you know, a, you know, reflector consciously, like there's, it's, it's always going to be so different. Right. But it's like, okay, there's, there's humanity in this where you, that can kind of pull you back away from the proving energy that you may find with these undefined spaces right? And even with the undefined spleen, the other thing to watch out for, I also have an undefined spleen, so I can totally speak to this, is like not knowing when to let go, (laughs) right? So there can be like a codependency thing that comes up and it's like, oh, but this bringing me safety and security right now, but it's in the long run, it won't, right? And then when we look at the six, the shadow is conflict. So it's like, how, like, how are you in conflict with yourself and others? And obviously with how you're experiencing, how you're showing up in your business right now, but then we come into being diplomatic about it. Right. So giving these examples of like, Hey, this is how you can incubate your urges. This is how you're going to honor your reflector side. Like being very diplomatic is going to lead you to experiencing peace, which is also your signature as a manifester, which I think is so beautiful and like synchronistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I'm curious how the the 36 and six tie in with your experience of what you're sharing with me today. Yeah, it's like, you know, the, the the conflict more often than not is within myself. It's, you know, it's the like, okay, am I honoring this? Am I not? Is it an urge? Do I need to rest? Do I need to like, or just the questioning of the the timing or it's just, it's like too much. Maybe it's like the, maybe, I don't know if it's like the upper defined, there's like too much <laughs> going on that it's like hard to sift through and get clear on, you know, it's just kind of like, because it's, I get so wrapped up in the the process or the insight or the wisdom or whatever it is that it's like, I can't get clear on it because there's just the urge to really like bring it forward or bring it to, to life. So, yeah. And um, you know, what's interesting too, is another way to look at this is obviously, so the six is in a channel that's like a generated channel. Cause it's, it's reaching for the sacral. The 36 is in a manifested channel, but those are consciously defined. And we know that you're a conscious reflector. So it's like when you are contemplating turbulence and conflict, this may take you a longer period of time because consciously you're designed as a reflector, right? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that like so interesting? But then you may find that when you are in turbulence, because it's funny because I'm a sacral generator. I have a completely open throat center. I have the 36 in my conscious sign. And when I am experienced turbulence, I am like informing even though I'm a generator, I'm like, this is what is coming up for me right now. Like, it's just, it just comes out. Right. But that's, you know, that side of that reflector energy is still going to be there. And it's interesting Mm. too, because if you think about it, so the 36 and six, and I'll just bring up pure gene keys just as a visual here, But, but we talked about the 36 and six. So these are like the, the common themes of challenges, or even just when you are in conflict with yourself, or you're experiencing emotional turbulence that you can kind of come back to and contemplate the rest of your chart, the undefined centers. Like, am I overcompensating right now? Am I initiating this urge to prematurely like coming back to that space of curiosity and like acknowledging your humanness. And when you, when you give yourself the space to consciously contemplate that. So we come into the pathway breakthrough, which goes right through the SQ to the radiance. So the radiance and the purpose are your unconscious sun and earth. And this has to do with your body. So the 11 is in the Ajna. And it's funny because I was talking about this earlier. Like you are naturally going to have these ideas that you want to share with people in the 56 and how you're going to express that. And then the 12 is in the throat center, which is part of your channel that reaches for the emotional solar plexus. So it's like when you are giving yourself the space to contemplate conflict and turbulence and not overdrive these urges because you have this awareness in your body you're going to be a clearer channel to receive those ideas and express yourself graciously through the 12 i'm curious if that's landing for you (laughs) yes yeah it's just completely yeah i'm just in awe right now to be honest (laughs) I love it and I'm just gonna say to like the listeners and watchers like we had a conversation before we hopped on but there's things I'm talking about right now that we didn't talk about so it's like I don't know much about Allison's business like I'm just looking at her design and like sharing what I'm seeing and it's and it's resonating and it's obviously going to bring clarity so I'm curious what so far in our conversation is giving you the most clarity and maybe like actually peace of mind to kind of take away from our, our our session today 
Yeah, I think understanding my own cycles and having this like the conscious reflector it, for me is just kind of blowing my mind a little bit. Um, and then just understanding, like just being more curious, which is like something I love to do anyways. I just don't know that I do it in the realm of my business because it's like, you know, we're, we're taught about business and all these different tools and the things you have to do and what's next and all the ways to sort of operate. And I feel like that's been a real struggle for me as a manifesto where I'm like, I don't have the energy to stay in it, you know, in that way. And so just understanding like how I can support the back end so that things can kind of still be running and I can still honor and align with my energy and the cycles that I have. And, but I think first I really need to start to understand how those are operating, like the, the, the different cycles. Cause I feel like that hasn't really been clear for me. And I just keep trying to like apply it, um, or just, I just keep trying to do the same thing in the realm of business, knowing what we know about operating a business. Right. But then as a manifester, I'm like, yeah, that it's just, that's not working. It's not, it's not giving me the results that I know were possible. And so that's where I was like, I really have to shift how I'm operating and getting more aligned with my design because it's like where I'm at and where I could be, don't feel like they're in alignment. Yeah. And I think that the conversation today of looking at the multiple layers of cycles, you know, it's like the manifestor cycle on top of the lunar cycle, like that is going to show you and you'll you'll see it like I, I think now you won't be able to unsee it like next time you're feeling the disappointment or you're feeling the anger it's like okay what what cycle is this like what is happening right now and I think what would be really helpful is for a month at least if you tracked your energetic experiences on a daily basis and then you can kind of look at a weekly basis and a monthly basis because then eventually I think hopefully it doesn't take a year but if you actually look at your cycle over a year you may notice like okay this is when I'm going to be doing my my spring urges like this is what I know I need to do I need to clear myself and you know be around the right people and you know be off technology like whatever it is so that you're not being overly stimulated so that you can just receive and then you go and you initiate and then you know your cycles so that it's not like you're constantly hitting your fucking head against the wall right because it's like oh this thing happened and then you like stop because I know that's a really big thing for manifestors is not being interrupted in the flow mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's just so hard and it's hard sometimes to be like oh because there's all these other things that you need to do in running a business right so it's just like oh this thing is coming up so you want everything else but then it's like oh is that like <laughs> you just put that on hold like I still need to see clients I still you know all these things so it's like learning how to channel all of that or like just getting more clear on it so that I can schedule out my own sort of like you know, mapping out my own energy sort of cycles. But that's the thing with the manifestor too, is like, you don't always know in terms of urges and rest, like it's not clear, but I think at least with the reflector side, like I already have an awareness of like, you know, not only my personal moon cycles, but the moon cycle. And so just being able to lean into all of that a little bit more with curiosity and, and gaining from that so that I can create more, um, efficient and productive strategies for my business. Yeah. And one of the things I love too, is that at first it might feel overwhelming where it's like, cool, Kayla just showed me like three layers of cycles that I now need to monitor, but at least now you know where to look because I feel like a lot of business owners, especially when we don't have human design as a tool, like we're literally throwing spaghetti at the wall and then we get stuck in doing the same thing over and over again because somebody else said it worked for them. Right. But I mean, if you were 
a manifesting generator in this conversation, like I would be having a completely different conversation, even if they also had a reflector side. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just so unique to the person, right? So yeah. before before I kind of wrap things up today, are there any other questions that you have or do you feel clear on what actions you can take from a conversations to support you with your business moving forward? Hmm. I think I wanted to touch on, and maybe you, you did and it, it didn't like totally sink in, but in terms of just like sort of community and building community and outreach, I think we talked a little bit on our first, you know, uh, call together was about like the four, six profile. So I'm kind of curious about that because I've been really craving that and doing that. So I'm wondering like, what are some of the elements that are pointing to that, that would be beneficial for me? Yes. I love that you asked this. So I think the biggest thing is, I think that when you, when you find this pattern within your cycles, it's going to be easier, easier for you to know who and when to connect with, because you're going to be in your rhythm. Because what I've seen a lot of the times is manifestors will initiate something like they're going to start a Facebook group and there's going to be like hundreds of people that pour in there and then they have this whole community but then it's like not sustainable to their energy because obviously you're not designed to respond you know you're designed to inform you're not going to come in there and answer every single comment on a picture because that's just not how you're designed to to show up and so I think that that's going to be a really big thing is playing with because if you think about it the quality of our relationships will be based on, you know, who we're with and when we're with them, right? And in the types of environments that we are in with them, right? Because then it brings out certain energy within them and so on. And so the more that you become aligned with your energetic cycles, like manifestor side and reflector side, when you call in the people, they're going to be in that rhythm and that flow with you. But I think looking at, you might have different networks that you tap into, Right. And when you tap into these spaces, how you're designed to show up, especially with the six line unconsciously is like role modeling, especially with the 11 and the 12 and the unconscious sun and earth. It's like role modeling your ideas, like sharing, like what is next. Right. Cause that's the 11 is very intuitive because it's the Ajna. Right. So you're, you're creating your energy to align with the correct people in the correct communities. And then it's like the unconsciously when you are in these spaces, like sharing your ideas, bringing light, especially because that's obviously, you know, the gift of um, 11. But then with the 12, it's like graciously expressing yourself in that leadership role. So when you think about the kind of communities that you want to create is what is going to be sustainable for you where you can either connect with your people or have them connect with each other. But then you also get to be in a position where you you get to be a role model. So you kind of mentioned briefly earlier that you do in-person like group masterclasses or sessions and, and whatnot. And so I'm curious if you looked at those environments, if you love that, how can you initiate more of that? That's another opportunity that you can take when it comes to the, the networks and so on. And the other thing with the four, because it's harmonious with the first line, is that there's going to be this craving for safety and security and stability. Like that's going to be naturally important for you. And so you can't rush these things. You cannot Mm -hmm. rush safety and security and having that foundation, right? So again, this it's, it's beautiful how it's on the conscious side, which is to do with the reflector, which we talked about earlier is the slow burn. 
And so there's no need to rush the connections that you make. And it's like beautiful because obviously the sixth line, like I, because I'm a six two, I can speak to those three phases. There's going to be different opportunities where you can embody like being on the roof. And then in years from now, it's going to be like coming off the roof. Right. I'm curious how that's landing for you in the way that I'm, that I'm sharing it, comparing it to the conscious and unconscious side. Yeah, I love the, um, I forget specifically what you said, but I was thinking about my, the group program that I led last year. And that was the first round that I've did that and having the community. So it's like, yes, I can lead it. And it's like that role model aspect, but also they're supporting each other. And I, I love one-to-one, but there was something so magical about that group to group or the, you know, having the group dynamic. Cause there's like, all of that was at play. And I was like, oh, I really love this. And I think that there's like a way for me to do that where it's like in line with my cycles. Right. But then I can like, so I can sort of pop in and pop out versus thinking about like, when you think about, um, holding space for and building community, you think of it as this, like this large thing that's like everlasting versus it's like, it could be these sort of more, more like circles that you pop in and out of, you know, like there's things that I do personally where I'm like, yeah, I don't do that stuff all the time, but I'll like jump in this or jump in that sort of thing. So just thinking like having that perspective is really helpful. Um, and then with the four, I think for me having that safety and security, I'm like, oh, like absolutely. Like for me, like quality and depth, they're like so essential. They're, you know, like in all of my relationships. So even, in, even if it is in this work dynamic, so when I apply that community in the four, that really makes sense to me. And that it's also kind of slow moving because I, I, I don't know, it just, it makes sense. Um, and it also, I feel like it explains kind of like where the struggles have been. It's like my expectation is like, oh, this should be happening faster. Or like I've done all these things and like, and then it's just being impatient, knowing that like, oh, actually that's, it's all has its own divine timing and it's going to roll out the way that it should. Um, so I like the aspect of having these sort of various groups and seeing how I can be a role model and they can also like feed off each other. So I think that's so cool about group energy. I mean, you've, you've done group stuff too. It's like everyone benefits even when you're, you know, uh, no matter where, where people are on the, on their path. Um, and then just having, knowing that things are just a little slower for me. I've always felt like a, um, what do you call it growing up where it's just like, you're just like slow to blossom, like the, you know, like, Oh, late bloomer. Yeah. I was like, I always feel like that, you know? Um, so that for me, I'm like, Oh, I feel like there's an element of that where it's just like, things just take time and you know, you want to be safe and secure and everything's okay. So I think there's something about that. That's kind of revealing itself to me right now. Yes. Oh, I love it. I can feel the, the relaxing and just the relaxing of coming into the slow burn and the sort of exhale from our conversation. And I, I love that. I love me being a sacral being, being able to support non-sacral beings and show them where it's like, this is where you're just, you're pushing too hard, you know, because when, when you are in alignment with your energy and you specifically your design with these cycles and so on, it gives everyone else permission to honor their mm -hmm. own cycles right and that's so important like I have a really good friend of mine she's a 6-2 splenic projector and she's so embodied and slowing down and I've known her for four years now and so many times she's been the permission slip for me as a single generator to slow down so it's so beautiful that I really loved in our conversation today showing you the multitude of layers and cycles that you get to play with 
and how you can leverage this and 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 dance like dance with it in a way you know and I think mm-hmm. the other thing that you can play with too is like when you are hosting these group programs and let's say you know how your energy goes over a month maybe in that third week when you know you're going to be pulled back and quiet and and kind of hermiting because there's a, there's a bit of a there's a bit of an internal reflective side to the sixth line too, where you kind of need to like pull back and be with yourself. Right. So maybe you, you know that in that third week, you're going to pull back. So you're going to structure the program where it's like the third week, no new modules, no calls. We are marinating for a week. Yep. Right. So you can do that and honor yourself and like help others to slow down too. So I think that's really beautiful. That's so good. I love that. How do you? Yeah, I've, I've done that. My group, it's like three weeks on one, integration, three weeks on integration. And so I feel like I'm current, kind of already doing that. And then recently I've shifted how I'm scheduling my one-to-one work um, because I was like, oh yeah, I actually don't feel like this is sustainable for me. And if it's not sustainable for me, it's not going to be in their best interest. So doing fewer, longer sessions where we can really like go a little bit deeper um, rather than, you know, seeing each other more consecutively or consistently. And that's felt really good. Cause so so I'm like, yay, I'm actually am kind of already doing some of these shifts. And now it's like, I have these other layers I can kind of add on to just bring more awareness to sort of zone it in, tighten the, tighten the focus on a little bit more. And then that will help me parse out where I can get more support in those other areas of kind of like bringing, you know, that, that stuff forward. Beautiful. I'm so excited. It's funny because our conversations, I feel like I've even, I'm even feeling a lot of peace. You know, it's like, oh, like there's just, there really is no rush. Your own cycle is your own cycle. You know, like time is obviously fabricated and it's, we, we can actually manipulate time. Like we have more control than we give ourselves credit for, but it's just paying attention to what we have subscribed to that isn't actually serving us. Yep. Yep. This uh, spring I was going to lead my group again. And I was like, nope, the timing is not right. I'm not feeling this. It feels forced. Something else is coming through or this needs to be upgraded or refined. So I like totally scratched it and like moved it to the fall. And now I have something else that's kind of like marinating, but it's also, I think for me, it's like seeing the beauty and the the process, you know, it is that like, oh, like, can I be more at play for this rather than throw my timeline on it, which is like not, you know, productive or really like efficient. So how can I go into it with more play and curiosity and really honoring it? Um, in the same way that I honor my body for carrying me through life, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's doing all these things. So there's so much about that I do for my physical body. So it's like applying that approach to like what's going on internally for my business and really like caring for that in, in this more tender way, which just feels like it feels good to hear someone else say it. Cause like I, I intuitively, I know this, um, like you just feel it, like, even though you can't put it into words and you can't describe it. And that's what I love about gene keys and human design is like, when it all comes back to you, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get it. That makes sense. That feels so right. You know, there's just that internal knowing. So to be able to have that, um, insight and to have someone else, you just feel like that sense of like, it's okay. You, the approval, like I'm doing things. Okay. I'm doing things right. And, um, it just gives you permission, you know? So thank you for that. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. So I think before we wrap things up, it's funny. Cause usually when I do podcast interviews, I, I mean, obviously this series is very unique and how it's like, we're diving in. It's like a coaching session, but I always love to ask the people that I'm collaborating with on these recordings is what is a piece of wisdom that you feel called to leave with our audience today? Mm, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I mean, it's honoring your own cycles. <laughs> That's what you were telling me. 
it's just like putting that on the head right now it's just um yeah there's there's so much to uh and tuning to your own wisdom you know like there's so much external noise but the more that we focus on what's going on internally the the better it is outside of us um so really just zoning in on learning how to like listen learning how to care learning how to honor it learning how to activate it learning when to rest all those things that was like a fully loaded answer but I hope that was of benefit and value oh no it's beautiful I'm glad that that really that whole cyclical experience really shined through today in today's conversation and I want to let the audience know that I will have Allison's links in the show notes if you want to connect with her online and you know check out the work that she does message her and of course if you can take a minute to subscribe to the channel leave a review share this work you can message both of us if you had any major aha moments like of course you want to know how this serves you so thank you everyone for tuning in today and of course we have more episodes coming soon so we'll chat again in the near future